0: We want another message from God. Amen. Well, hold up your Bible, whatever you use for your Bible. and Let's make a confession and we'll get right into it. Say this out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession. I will meditate therein both day and night. On a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now, everything I touch, everything I touch, it turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to minister to these your sheep. We know that not one word from you is void of power. So we open our hearts to your Holy Spirit, to move in us, move throughout this building, in our children's ministry, in the youth ministry. Touch every one of our lives by your anointing. Thank you, Father, for the insights and truths that we're about to see. We give you praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Psalm 100, stanza one through three says, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I especially like stanza two. It says, to serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. We're going to continue talking about serving the Lord. Last week I shared a little bit before I let you go, and I want to share a little bit again on this subject. Every one of us should serve the Lord. The Bible instructs us to serve him. The big question in this teaching, though, is what do you do to serve the Lord? I've seen at different houses people have a stake, and you know they're Christian. Joshua twenty four fifteen. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But what, what do you do in your service to the Lord? Some might say, well, I come to church. Oh, no, that's great. You are to honor the Lord with your presence. Amen. But that's not serving him. Actually, when you come to church, you're being served. You're being served by the pastor and the minister's. You're being served by the singers and the musician. You're being served by the ushers and the hospitality. You're being served by someone watching the children and whether you have children or because you don't want my little boys in here while we're preaching, man. You you get about half of what I'm saying. (laughs) There's a twofold blessing to children's ministry. Amen. Your children are able to be ministered to. blesses my heart. My little boys, you know. They were singing man of your word. It's a, you know, a song by a popular Christian group and they had it all messed up. (laughs) They were like, shut up word. uh, No, shut up, man. You a man of your word. (laughs) Yeah, they had it turned around. They had to listen to it again, you know. But, uh, you know, you when most people, when you come, when you just come, you're being ministered. That's not serving the Lord. It's honoring. There's some people that didn't come. Amen. But you came. That's an honor. When you sing songs, you're worshiping the Lord. Amen. You're honoring him with your worship, but that's not serving him in the way that the Bible is talking about. So the big question in this teaching, and I'm asking you to consider, is what do you personally do for God? How do you serve the Lord? In Joshua 24 and 15, which will be our text as we'll look at some of this, he said, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of which your father served that were on the other side of the river, Or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, say it with me, we will serve the Lord. Now, the majority of Joshua chapter 24 is actually a prophetic message from the Lord through Joshua. Oh, I love when God gives me a prophetic message. He gave us one at the beginning of this year saying that he is the God of breakthrough. And that we're about to experience some breakthroughs throughout this season of our lives. Amen. Anybody already experienced a breakthrough thus far? Amen. And they're still yet to come. The dam is broken. Amen. Amen. Well, the entirety of Joshua 24, the, the beginning of it, is a prophetic message from the Lord Through Joshua to the children of Israel. He's speaking to them about all the things that he had done for them. And all that he had brought them through. Has the Lord been good to anybody at Faith Family Church? Has he brought you through some things? Somebody said, I went through the fire and I went through the flood. But he brought me out into a better place. So God is speaking to the children of Israel prophetically about how he brought them through and how he brought them out. And Joshua, as a result, says some things to the children of Israel. Look at verse 14. Right after God is telling them, I'm the one that brought you out. I brought you through. Joshua speaks up and says, now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. He says, serve the Lord. With emphasis. As a result of what God has brought you out of. As a result of what God has brought you through in life. What should your response be? Serve the Lord. Serve him. After all that he has done. Do something for Him. He didn't do it for you to do something for Him, but you can. He did it because He loves you, and you should do it because you love Him. But if He has ever done anything good, if He ever brought you through, then the exhortation of the Spirit of God is to serve Him. This is what the Holy Ghost is saying to us today, Faith Family Church. Serve Him. People responded right away. I especially like verse 24. In Joshua twenty-four twenty-four. the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God, we will serve. And his voice, we will what? Obey. Obey. Praise God. In God's house, everybody needs to do something. Their reaction was, yes, Joshua, you're right. God's brought us through. We received that prophetic message, and we're going to serve him, and we're going to obey him. Well, I believe with all of my heart that in God's house, everybody should be doing something. And I challenged everybody, visitors, you know, those that have been here a long time, everybody do something for God. And we make, we're making this available for everybody in God's house to do something. The only ones that are exempt from helping around the house of God are the babies. (laughs) Y'all know what I mean by that? People that have just been born again. They're baby Christians. Those are the only ones that are exempt from helping out around the house. How many of y'all know when you naturally have a baby, babies can't do nothing. Some of them can't even hold up their own head. Come on. When they first come out, y'all help me now. And in Christ, there are babies. First Peter chapter two, verse two tells us as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. And just like in people's homes, they have babies. In God's house, he has babies. And sometimes people are fresh and new and born into the kingdom of God, and they can't do much. They need to be fed. They need to be changed. They need to be clothed. They need to be held. They need to be, come on, somebody, they need to be put, to, you know, laid down and rock them. Amen. They, like I said, they can't literally hold up their head. But after a while... They get to moving and looking and talking and walking, and now go clean up that room. <laughs> come on, two, three years old, don't pick up all them toys. Oh, I love my wife. Great mom, great mom. You know, and babies don't come with manuals, right? But, oh, man, even I, I would be doing something. She's like, no, let them do that. Put those toys up. You know, she'll crack the whip. You know, daddy was down there doing everything, putting everything up, you know. Those are my boys, right? She told me, and then I was like, Oh, I didn't know they knew how to put on their own shoes. <laughs> and now I, they know how to put their own clothes. I was still dressing them at three, four years old. She was like, What are you doing? <laughs> We're getting ready for school. Everybody in God's house needs to do something. There's different levels at different ages and stages, but everybody. Needs to be doing something. The Bible says in Second Timothy, uh, Timothy chapter two, verse twenty and twenty-one. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and honor, but also of wood and clay. And for some of, uh, and some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful, meat or prepared. For every good work. Useful for the master. Prepared for every good work. Thank you. There is some work that needs to be done around God's house. Just like at your house. Where the children and the teenagers are concerned. Just even by yourself. There's work that needs to be done. And in God's house. Like you said, in a great house. There are things that need to be done around the house. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 12, it says that he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Like I said, there's, there's work that needs to be done in God's house. But for too long, it has been thought that just the ministers are supposed to do the work of the ministry. Oh, it's getting quiet in this church. Somebody say, everybody, everybody. needs to be, need to be doing something. The only ones that are exempt are the babies. And most of us aren't baby Christians. Now, if you are, we understand you're not volunteering. Amen. But if you've been saved longer than six months, let's get to work. Amen. The Bible says the reason why he gave pastors was to equip the people so that the pastor can do the work. Oh, he got quiet. In most churches, the expectation is that the pastor does the work. But no. He equips the people so that the people can do the work. So that the body of Christ can be edified. Let me ask you a question. What does it look like for a family with three teenagers? They're all grown up now. They don't have no little ones. From 12, you know, 15 and a 17-year-old. Mom and daddy get home from work. All three teenagers are there. Daddy changes into his outside clothes. Mama starts preparing dinner. Daddy goes out and starts cutting the grass. The kids, they're on YouTube. Come on, somebody. They're sitting up in the air conditioning. Mom and daddy been gone all day. And then, sure enough, they finish cutting the grass. She finishes dinner. Daddy comes in, takes a shower, sits at the table, called, have to call the kids to the table. Mama set the table. Mama put the food on the table. Everybody sit down at the table. And then now we're about to eat. Daddy's, you know, now we're about to eat. Okay, everybody ate. The kids get up, go back into the TV room or their bedroom, shut the door. Come on, somebody, let me finish telling my story. <laughs> Mama, start cleaning up. Putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Daddy's doing something over here. And then finally, at the end of the day, they go, What's wrong in that house? <laughs> Somebody said, There's a lot going wrong. Hey, Amen. At some point, the teenagers need to be helping out. By the time we get home, this one over here, the grass is already cut. Daddy pulling the lawn. Ah, fresh cut lawn, come on somebody, the lawn is cut, the trash is already taken out, they got chores, they're they helping, helping learn how to cook, or, or actually doing the cooking, sitting down, amen, everybody ought to be doing something. So I just wanted to take a few minutes of your time from the word of God to charge you carefully to do something for God. Everybody at Faith Family Church, visitors and attenders alike, are being asked to do something. Amen. I had a very strong correction from the Lord, and you can play something softly for me. I had a very strong correction from the Lord. Um, How many of y'all saw those beautiful parking lot signs out there to show you which way to park? Have some, some visitors, some folks, can come in. I put out every single one of them, every single one of them, and I normally do that every week, and I'm not complaining, but I had a real strong rebuke and correction from the Lord about how I have been governing as pastor of Faith Family Church. I haven't taught you right, and I haven't required of you to do better. Right now, my wife has on a headset, and she's at the back table working with the live production team to make all of this possible. Amen. Amen. So we haven't done a good job as pastors, in my opinion, and by the correction of the Lord. We've allowed our teenage... (laughs) We've allowed our teenagers of the church, spiritually teenagers, you know what I mean, to just come, sit, and watch. And it's a part of our culture, you know. (laughs) One volunteer years ago, we were... You know, requiring that when you come in, you check in. We had 80 volunteers and, you know, all over the place and, you know, 200 people to serve and so forth. And we we were requiring check in. And one person said, this is too much like a job. (laughs) Yeah, that's what work is. This is the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4 and 12. He said the equipment of the saints so the saints can do. Y'all help me now. The work. Somebody say work. There's work to be done around the house, Faith Family Church. And we're about to take off into a new level. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people added to Faith Family over the next weeks. We're getting our worship right. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to go into a new season of breakthrough as a congregation. And God wants it possible for more babies to be born again at Faith Family. But we need more help. Need more help in the children's ministry so more kids can come. We are at our capacity, not physical capacity. We still got some seats that need to be filled. We're at our work capacity, and we need more help. Amen? In Ezekiel, I thought this was so cool, and this was the rebuke that came to me from the Lord. In Ezekiel 33, I didn't even know this was in the Bible. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 30 through 32, it says, As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses. they talking about the pastor. They speak to one another, everyone, saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words... But they do not do anything. Come on somebody. For with their mouth they show much love. But their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed you are to them as a very lovely voice. A song of one who has a pleasant voice. And can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words. But they do not do Anything, (laughs) come on, somebody. So the time has come where we no longer be this group of people that come to the house of God, sit and hear and watch what happens, but don't do anything. Let me get to see if I can get some better amens on this side. The time has come where we're not gonna be this group of people that come and sit and hear powerful preaching, wonderful singing, tays on the keys, just ever so lovely playing wonderfully, and even others are coming, drummers are coming, bass players are coming, singers are coming, oh, oh, they got wonderful worship at Faith Family. Come and be a part! <laughs> Come and hear what's happening. But they don't do nothing. No, that day is over. Amen? Amen. We're challenging you. If you're not involved on one of our teams and you consider this your church home or even you're visiting and you're a regular visitor, get involved on one of our teams. In your seat, there's a connect card. There's an ink pen. I'm asking you, if you're not on one of our teams, One of our nine essential teams, let me put it that way, because you might be on an events team or the Rose women's team or the men's team, but they don't serve every week. We need help every week at the church. Amen. And so if you're not on one of these nine different teams, then I'm asking you to take that card, fill it out. and We're going to give it to the ushers. I'm going to call you or text you personally and we're going to get you added and get you involved in one area, or no? Don't 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 just look at me now. Faith, kids, finance, hospitality, live production, momentum, safety, signage. Hey, nobody's on the signage team. That's why I'm putting the signs out. That's why I'm putting them out, we don't have nobody for the signage team. And it only takes twenty minutes. I got it down to an art. <laughs> Worship team, youth team, get involved. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of this today? Amen. I trust you done well. Go ahead and stand up on your feet as we get ready to be dismissed. I do want to ask you to bow your head right now and judge yourself. What do you do for the Lord? If you've been one of those that just come and sit and watch, I do. I want to ask you to repent. And get involved. Well, maybe you serve outside the church in a Christian organization. You volunteer at a homeless shelter on a regular basis. I'm not talking about, you know, once every now and then. But if that's you and you want to get involved or you haven't been involved, then I want you to judge yourself and pray this prayer. Say, God in heaven, I thank you for this opportunity. And I come to you now, I repent for any area where I've missed opportunities to get involved in the house of the Lord. I make the same decision when Joshua challenged the people of God to serve you. I decide today, from this day forward, to involve myself in the ministry of Jesus Christ in one way or another, in this church or another, and I thank you for loving me through it and growing me up. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you're online today or if you're in person and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. It's a brief, quick prayer, but give your life to the Lord and then serve him. I want the congregation to pray this out loud just in support of those that may be praying to give their life to the Lord. Say this, God in heaven, I come to you today to give you my life. I do believe that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. He died for me, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but I believe you raised him from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent, and I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, I am saved. I am born again. Heaven is now my home. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and giving me your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together. Let's bless those by faith that made that decision. And we say welcome into the family of God. Get into a good